Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank, with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Myatt Fuels, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Versalift Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, on a Tuesday afternoon. And uh, we're going to have a big time today. Aaron Sexton, along as always, Stephanie Sports Corner, coming up uh, shortly. And uh, Aaron, I don't know if I mentioned this to you yesterday. While you were away, while you were off playing poker in Las Vegas, um, the music selections... Ward went crazy. Huey Lewis in the news. Boston. Um, Glenn Fry. So, Aaron, I mean, I, and you and I are both kind of uh, from the same generation. We like some, um, oh, he even, I mean, it was really, really interesting. So, I am uh, I'm curious to see, Aaron, where you go with the musical selections this week. But one thing we always look forward to with Stephanie is Beastie Boys. And we'll hit that at about 4.08 today. But uh, very, very interesting news coming out today. Uh, Aaron, this is going to be a very baseball-intensive show today. College World Series reaction. Former Baylor coach Steve Smith on at 4.20. Lots to get into with him at 5 o'clock. The man who brought in many of these LSU Tigers who just won the College World Series, uh, Paul Maneri, he's in the Hall of Fame. He's an unbelievable coach. In fact, Miami was just looking at him, trying to talk him into coming there to take over their baseball program. He decided to stay in retirement. He lives in Baton Rouge, and uh, we'll have Paul Maneri on with us at Oh, about five o'clock today, Aaron. You had uh, you you were not rooting for the year of the tiger, but the year of the tiger continues, and the they now have a national title in baseball, and it is uh, it was wild to watch that happen after just getting shellacked the day before that's the reason they played the best two out of three championship series they came back and they took care of business Aaron I was hoping last night I'd gather with some buddies to watch the college world series I was hoping for a closer competition I was not wanting it to completely get away from Florida it did once it got to 9-2 it was all academic then I believe it got to 14-3, to and it, you know, it kind of kept going from there. Um, Aaron was such amazing pitching. This is one of the reasons, though. When you have a long um, College World Series where you have to play several games, you can have to go deep into your pitching rotation, your depth. And this is why every college coach should be, and they, they all do, 
but trying to load up on pitching the best they can. But Aaron, that was last night. Was a uh, it was T, it was LSU in celebration. I I don't know, Aaron. I mean, I I, I liked. I like the thought, and then I started paying attention more to the Rangers, and Deadgum Heaney gave up a two-run homer to make it 6-2, and so they got too far down to come back, and they were down 7-2. Aaron, did you uh, did you enjoy the College World Series, or did the just blowout factor, the last two games, is there anything you could do about this? Is there anything... <laughs> Is there anything, not you specifically, but is there anything we could do in college baseball to not end up with these just kind of massacres in the end? Can you think of anything we could do to prevent this? Wooden bats. It's about the only thing. And, I, I, and I'm not saying that like I prefer wooden bats. I don't, but that would, uh, that would taper down the offense a little bit. Aaron, does that mean that in, in the PGA golf where the winning score the other day was about 25 under, would you do you agree with the RNA and the USGA to scale back how far golf balls travel and how and, and make a change in the equipment to not make these golf courses obsolete? Um, now, it sounds like you do not want wooden bats, but you do think that could be a possible help in this regard. I mean, to me, it's not even so much about the bats. It, it's just like the arms, it, it that takes its toll. Like, is there any way to make this? I mean, like, I guess this is the thing. Could you wait? I mean, I, I, at first I thought, well, I wouldn't want to wait on the College World Series. I'm excited. I mean, I want to finish that series before, and get everybody going and start this thing quickly. I mean, from a viewing standpoint, we love to kind of get to things in a hurry. But, Aaron, if we knew both schools were going to get their best pitching, if you could just give them two or three extra days, would you live with that? Yeah, I think so. I think that would help also. Obviously, get more rest. Yeah. No, I, I think it would. I think it would. We might even get into that with uh, with Steve Smith coming up, the uh, former Baylor baseball coach. That will happen at 420. Now, people kind of wondering, okay, what's going on? Rangers okay? And the, you know, the, the answer is I, I'm not totally sure. I, uh, I kind of wanted to see Aaron today and remind our folks who listen to the Rangers on a daily basis on ESPN Central Texas. By the way, Monday and Tuesday, as we get ready for our 4th of July, Rangers are going to have a couple of day games. And so that'll be kind of fun. Monday and Tuesday, you'll get to hear Rangers baseball. And uh, Aaron, I'm fine coming on and preempting Rangers baseball if we need to, but I think that's kind of fun that people can – Focus on the Rangers. Now, here's why I don't think you should be that. I mean, I, I that was not fun to lose a game to the Tigers. Aaron, let me take a quick peek. Tigers are 34 and 43, four and a half games out in a horrific division. They're in the AL Central. They're four and a half games out, but the the Twins have the lead in that division. 
and they're 40 and 40. They have a 500 record. Okay, that's an embarrassing division. Rangers got outclassed by Detroit, and uh, you know they just had some weird things go against them last night. Now, Rangers are 47 and 31. Aaron, even after the Rangers have now lost three games in a row, four out of five, they have a five-game lead over the Astros, who are three and seven in their last ten games. They did go ahead and win, I guess, last night. They have a one-game winning streak. Angels are five and five. So the good news is, even during this little temporary uh, swoon, Rangers are kind of hanging in there. And, and again, there's still 16 games uh, above 500. So I think everything's okay. I don't think there's any reason to get too crazy. They just aren't quite, you know, it, it, of course, across baseball, they're not quite, they aren't quite as massive with the record as they were. Atlanta now has a better record. Um, Tampa Bay obviously has a better record. And. Yeah, let's see. And nobody else. Um, Arizona's kind of catching up with them a little bit, but we don't care about the NL West. What we do care about, Aaron, is what everybody waits for at 4.08 each day. It's time for Stephanie Sports Talk, sponsored by Advanced Leveling and Foundation Repair, Epperson Tractor, Europe Services, Mission Golf Cars, Myatt Fields, Uncle Worm Smokehouse, and Texas Cuisine. Stephanie, great to uh, great to have you today. Oh, our thank friend, you. our friend Jana from uh, Advanced Leveling. Yes, I, I'm. I, she sounded so much more subdued lately on my program. <laughs> I've noticed. I mean, just very. But I mean, it sounds good. I mean, I yeah. love that leveling, that, that foundation is such a, an important thing, and people really need that. They desire that, and mm-hmm. I just wanted to compliment. I mean, Jana just kind of, I mean, there's just a presentation that she has that <laughs> really our people have enjoyed on the, uh, the Matt Mosley show. I now, will Stephanie, tell her that. She's yeah, please let her know. Mine. I will let her know. Oh, my gosh, Stephanie, I did yeah. not, did not, I mean, you've. <laughs> The yeah. friendships you formed across. I do. I have friends everywhere. <laughs> I did not. I thought we knew all the same people, but we I feel like you've do. expanded your, yeah, your, uh, your friendship, friendship zone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, Stephanie, what, um, uh, we got College World Series. Yes. Now, Stephanie, you seem like somebody who would have enjoyed going to LSU. <laughs> now, you went to the, ma- the Masters College, and, and uh, you were very religious back in the day. And still, I think, have some religion uh, that you're interested in. Yes. But LSU, that just seems like a place you would have enjoyed. Baton Rouge. I don't um, know. I don't like Cajun food. I think you would have liked that. (laughs) I don't like Cajun food. I don't know. I I don't know. That night you were picking over there in in my catfish nuggets at uh, (laughs) at, uh, walk-ons. No, 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 no. No, you did. I've never seen anybody. You jumped right right into those catfish nuggets I had. Um, Even during the pandemic, there was some sharing going on. All right. I don't know if Eminem has Eminem Broadcasting acknowledged that we had a pandemic. Yes, I, I don't think, think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I'm not sure we've ever acknowledged <laughs> no, exactly. that. Surely we have. Surely we have. Oh. We we observed all, but I was fi- I was really 
uh, amazed to find out during that pandemic that we were deemed, that was before Aaron joined us, Stephanie, we were deemed like necessary, like we, you know, you couldn't shut down a radio station. I thought to myself, really? You Are can't. we needed that much? I know, but they <laughs> really they deemed us like a like an emergency. It's like we need the paramedics to stay at work, and we need <laughs> sports radio. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and I was glad they needed us, but I thought to myself, really? Are they? Yeah. Is that what people need out there? But that's okay. Yeah. And Stephen was out there. I mean, excuse me. Aaron was out there, and he was in that service, that food industry, and he's like, whoa, whoa, hey, guys. Wait when are we going back to work kind of thing? And that, that might have been the time Aaron was like, I better get in the radio because they never turn off the radio. All right, Stephanie, okay. so um, what what do you have for us today? What what um, what have you been into? Well, diving dogs. Dogs that <laughs> dive. And it's a thing. They're Di- that, that die or dive? Dive. D-I-V-E. Like, you know, okay. diving, like the diving team. So, what it is, is these dogs run on this 40-foot-long dock into a pool. But as they jump off the dock into the water, they have to catch a Frisbee or their favorite toy. Well, during the month of July, I didn't realize this, they are having regional dog diving competitions all over the United States. And there was a dog out there named Spitfire. He's a whippet. I don't know if anybody knows what a whippet is, but they're not very cute dogs. Um, at least I don't think. But I this... like the whippet. No, I think whippets are cute. Well, I I bet your wiener dog's cuter. Don't you have a wiener dog? Yeah. 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 I don't I know. Do scout. I mean, he's I think a... all dogs are he's cute got... in their own way, but yeah, the whippets. Whip they're okay. just a little different. But anyway, are they a little bit like a greyhound? The whippet? Yes. Are they kind of like a racing type dog? They yes. look a little bit like that. Okay. Yes. I like that. Yeah, the whippet. The whippet is appealing to me. Well, I they look like they just got to eat a hamburger or something to me. Like you know, they're just built that way. They're lean and strong, but they just look like they need to eat more. But anyways. This Something dog no Spitfire. one's ever said about me. <laughs> so Spitfire has 21 records on the books, and he holds the record for jumping 36 feet and 6 inches. So the whole idea is for your dog to, I guess, jump the farthest out, catch it, and land in the pool. Well, you can go to NorthAmericanDivingDogs.com, and you will have all the information um, that you need, you can even enter your dog into these competitions. And the next competition coming up is in September down in Houston and in Brookshire, Texas. I'm not sure. I guess it's outside of Houston. But you can enter your dog into it, and you get prize money. And I think a dog gets a bone or something. But, um, yeah, dog diving. Who knew? I mean, I've seen dogs, you know, play like – Frisbee, you know, you throw and they catch the Frisbee, and that's a thing. Or dog racing where they run around a track and chase the rabbit. But dogs that actually like to dive into the water. So I thought it was kind of cool. Think I, I think I'll see if my dogs will do it. Dog diving. <laughs> dog diving, and yeah. Wait, and, 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 like, so the key is, how, and what's the, what's the, what would you say about the 36 feet or whatever? Like, what does that mean? So, they, they, 
so they have like a 40-foot dock that they run on, just like a dock if you're out at the lake, right? Yeah. And they run down it, because think about it, you got to get speed to jump out as you throw oh, the toy. Oh, and that's the distance they, yes, they, that's they, the they distance. can go that far. Okay. Yes, I not mean, the, that, I, not the dock, Aaron yeah, and I were wondering if they could go the depth. They could go that low. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's I thought in the they air. were like scuba dogs. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. Now, neighbor Ted today, I jumped, I was uh, <laughs> out working out and I decided neighbor Ted's got an open pool policy and he happened to be out there. I jumped in the pool just to cool off a little bit. And neighbor, I said, and, and my sunglasses dropped the other day, and I told him, I said, I had to dive down to the bottom of your pool to get my sunglasses. <laughs> and he goes, oh, wow. And I, and I, in my mind, I'm thinking, well, it wasn't that great of a feat. I just dove down there and got my sunglasses. <laughs> and I said, well, how deep is your pool? And he said, 30 feet. And I said, no. I said, they don't make pools that are 30 feet. <laughs> 30 oh, feet. Was, no, was, and, and Ted kept, he was like, nope, nope, I bought the pool. I built the pool. Was, I know that it's 30 feet. And I just, he I just wasn't finally going had to, depth. He was going I, like, what? I guess, but yeah. I had to let it go because he was trying to tell me that he had a 30 foot. That's <laughs> Nobody has a pool that deep. I mean, well, there's literally maybe like Olympic diving I don't know how deep those are. They I have to be at are, least like 20 feet or 25 feet. I was going to say, there's nothing, yeah, 15 to 20. There's nobody has a 30 feet, a 30 foot pool. <laughs> I that mean, seems I know. kind of odd. I know. But yeah, yeah this yeah. dog can jump okay. out 36 feet oh, man. and catch his frisbee oh. or toy. So I don't know. Maybe everyone should try to, maybe Aaron could enter his dog. <laughs> huh, Aaron? Yeah. Could your dog do it? No. Does your dog, dog like water? He does not. Oh, yeah. See, some dogs don't like water. Now, our golden retriever, he likes water because, you know, he'll just sit in a, he'll sit in mud, you know, as long as it's cool. So, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. That's great. That's I'd like to see your see. wiener dog try it, though. Yeah, well, we'll get it. Yeah. <laughs> we They're dachshunds. Okay. You kind of reduce them to wiener dog. The They're wiener dachshunds. dogs are cute. They do have dignity and pride and that kind of thing. So, let's just call them <laughs> dachshunds. Uh, this is a long-haired dachshund. Stephanie, good stuff. We Thank have you. a legendary guest coming up, but I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if he'll be able to match the the dog. Maybe the dog his dog. Diving. Maybe he has a dog that wants and he wants yeah. to try it. We'll ask him. Okay, we'll ask, ask him, him about it. But uh, <laughs> all right, hey, great stuff. Appreciate you. All right, talk to you soon. And there she goes, Stephanie Sports Corner. Steve Smith, legendary Baylor baseball coach, joins us next. This is ESPN Central Texas. There are lots of reasons to own a golf car. Get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake at campground, perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without golf cart. Oh, yeah, and golf cars are pretty great for playing golf, too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf cars for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. Everson Tractors has provided you with affordable and reliable top-of-the-line Branson tractors for over 30 years. And they're excited to announce that Branson has now teamed up with TYM to combine their forces. Everson's commitment to exceptional service, outstanding value, and innovative machinery is now bigger, stronger, and better. If you're a full-time rancher or weekend warrior, come see the all-new lineup of TYM tractors today at the locally owned and operated Everson Tractor Sales in Robinson, where service is our name. 
Like most of us, Ronnie Weethorn's reflecting on his dad these days. Who do you turn to for advice? When I needed a plumber, I asked my dad. When I wasn't sure what car to buy, I asked my dad. But one time, I chose my old mechanic, and that didn't turn out so well. Dad looks at me and says, what did you do that for? I could have told you not to use that guy. So what are you going to do when you need foundation repair? You better ask Dad. And Dads, if you want to be the hero, you better say, the Foundation Doctor. Only the Foundation Doctor will care for your kid's home the way you do. We never recommend work you don't need, and we offer the best products for the best value. The Doctor will never be that guy. Give us a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. You got doors that are sticking or cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Hey, folks, Jared Scott here at Jim Turner Chevrolet. We're coming off a great used car month, and that means we need trades. Cars, trucks, SUVs, we'll pay you top dollar whether you're trading or not. But if you choose to trade, you'll get $1,500 trade assistance towards any purchase of a new Silverado. So trade with people you can trust without all the gimmicks that can save you thousands. So give us a call, 840-3261 or 24-7, turnerchevy.com. And remember, folks, we're just hard feet away, McGregor. We treat you like family. After a remarkable 100-year run, the FCC is officially closing the doors on traditional analog copper POTS telephone lines. FCC has issued an order 10-72A1, which mandates that all POTS lines in the U.S. be replaced with an alternative source. Another issue we are seeing is print nightmare. That is the vulnerability in Windows print servers where an attacker could run code with full systems privileges. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or UBEO. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas. Steve Smith joining us, former Baylor baseball coach. Steve, that might have been a song that was big with Baylor baseball back in your day right there. And everybody kind of jump around. Time to get ill. Time to you know. There's a that was a big deal. I mean, that was good music back in the day. How are you? Welcome back to the Mosley Show. Well, thank you. But I think that I I heard that song first at Baylor football. Um, <laughs> I can still I I can still see the dudes jumping around the sideline, uh, waiting to go in. But hey, before we talk baseball, let's talk weather. You guys are smoking over there right now. Um, I got you beat by 10 degrees here on the cool side. So, man, whatever you do, stay hydrated. It's Are really you in uh, – I appreciate the weather report. Are you in Auburn right now, Auburn, Alabama? Uh, and and it, let's see, if it's 10 degrees cooler, I mean, I would say in Central Texas today, it has not been as hot in Central Texas as it was in the Metroplex. But still probably about 102 103. So you're saying out Auburn, out that direction, Alabama, we're talking low 90s. Is that about where you are? We're sitting, we're sitting an average fastball right now, uh, 90. Uh, you're sitting at 100. So, and and there it feels like, uh, I think it feels like 109, all right, for whatever, however, however they measure that. 
you know, our fastball's up to 95, I think. But anyway, we can move on. I just, I look no. at that and I go, oh my gosh. I mean, that is just, that's just, that's just hot. Smoking hot. Who was your... Who was your weather guy when you were at Baylor? Like, who was there? A, one of those <laughs> local meteorologists that you you trusted more than any other, or would you kind of watch the radar on your own? If I thought long enough, I could think about that one guy who was around forever. Rusty, maybe it was Rusty yeah, or was that, a. That, it was, yeah, it was yeah, it was Rusty, and you know, I've got an app now that I actually, I actually picked up on this app in the last five or six years that I heard on a ranger broadcast and it, it, it's really it's called rain aware and I I use this now they use it you know at the big league games to know when to pull the tarp and you know kind of how much time they've got till it's going to rain again and, and when I first heard about it uh, I started uh, testing it you know and you know the the handful of places I've worked since then, I've I've used it a lot because it's pretty accurate and it's cheap. It's free. Uh, and it'll tell you, you know, like right now, I'm looking at it over here and it says next three hours, perfectly dry. Um, mm-hmm. Nearest rain. Nearest rain to here right now is 112 miles to the southeast. Where is that? Does it tell you, does it tell you like uh, what town it's raining in? I can go on the I go on the uh, the energy and see that. Um, <laughs> so that would be southeast here, 112 miles. That's in. I mean, you're almost in the panhandle of Florida, probably. Um, but anyway, enough <laughs> with the weather. I like it. No, I like it. Now, how was Omaha? Uh, not even just weather-wise, the whole scene there. You were in and out uh, for a few days. You had meetings. That board of directors for the American Baseball Coaches Association. You've been on there for quite a few years, but um, but Steve, you're 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 kind of one of the young pups, aren't you? I mean that that's a group that boy you you don't have seniority till you've been about 30, 40 years on that thing. And I think you've been on there about twenty years. Um, did y'all have good meetings? And did you enjoy your time in Omaha? Do you like this? Do you like where they play it now? I mean, like, what's that? What's that atmosphere um, like as opposed to where they used to do it? Well, Rosenblatt was great. A lot of history there. Played it there for maybe fifty years. Um, so it's been in the new ballpark since two thousand eleven. Yeah. And of course, you know, two thousand eleven and two thousand twelve are two of the most painful memories I have as a coach at Baylor. And so I remember when that ballpark opened, it's really nice now. It's much more playable in terms of offense. I mean, when they when they first built it, it was turned around the opposite direction. So most of the time, you know, in this time of the year there in Omaha, the prevailing wind would be coming in. And this, this year, and particularly the last couple of days, the winds were out. Um, but they've done so many things. They've changed the ball changed the bat, done a lot of things since around 2013 to bring the home run back into the game at, at that, you know, at that venue. And obviously it was a huge part of, of the thing this year. And, but I will tell you, you know, it gets hot in Omaha and 
this year, you know, I was there for the, the Friday, the two games on Friday, the two games on Saturday, and the first game on Sunday when it opened. So I saw everybody play at least once. And it wasn't near as hot. I thought the weather was, and, they, and I've heard them comment, they, they might have had to stop play maybe one time for a lightning delay. And they never saw rain, so it never got to, you know, they never had to, they never had to pull a tarp, which is really unusual. I mean, this thing goes on for, you know, 10 days or so. And, you know, it's never had to, so it was really, it was well, it just, it just moved well. And the games, the games were incredible. Uh, you know, the first two days when I was there, I think every game was decided in the ninth inning. Um you know, the only games that really just kind of got out of hand are these last two games, you know, in the between uh, Florida and LSU. You know, Florida had their way in game two, and LSU had their way last night. And other than that, everything was really, you know, was, it went down to whoever was sitting in the bottom of the ninth had a, had a real, had an advantage until the last couple of days. Now, you saw LSU – in person earlier in the season. And I, I, I'm kind of curious, did you know, hey, this thing could be a juggernaut? Obviously, they got great history. Or when you saw them, were they not totally clicking yet? What was your impression of LSU during the conference season? And then, of course, when you got eyes on them in Omaha, how much had things changed by that point? Well, uh, I wouldn't say it changed a lot, but it did change some. And, you know, being here in Auburn, I saw their, their three-game series here. And I Auburn finished, I think Auburn finished third or fourth in the West. And they took two out of three from LSU here at home. And... And, and then they went, to, they went to Florida. So the two teams that were in the finals – uh, Auburn was three and three with. Now, what all that what all that says is that man, everybody's good, and it's how you play in certain times, and it's really how your best players play, and that's the thing I think. You know, I was asked my buddies over here, you know, you know, they text me who you got, you know, who you got in the series before it started. Before it started, I had Wake Forest winning their side. So they would beat LSU and I had Florida winning their side. And, you know, I did that honestly, it was a battle between my head and my heart on the, on the Wake Forest LSU thing. Uh, my heart wanted Wake Forest. They hadn't been in the thing in 50 years and they were ranked number one, almost the whole year. Um, they went into the thing, the number one seed, uh, so, you know, you just kind of, my heart was going there, but I'm telling you, I've been in it long enough to, it's very difficult to bet against LSU in the moment. And, uh, it just is, um, I don't ask me to explain that. I do think that the belief factor, you know, that, that players, there's probably, you know, the, the talent level the talent level of talent is is not that radically different from one team to the next but the amount of confidence that that guys bring to the field uh 
Like I thought the big difference in, in yesterday's game, uh, not, not to, not to pick on any one player, you know, but uh, Caglion, the guy who started for Florida on the mound, mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's their, he's their version of Jason Jennings. For those that remember Jason Jennings, Caglion's yeah. a, you know, hit, I don't know, 32 home runs, I think on the year. And, you know, his pitching numbers, I don't, I think he had eight or nine wins in a, in a three ERA, which this year a three ERA is unbelievable. Well, that guy yesterday didn't get out of the second inning and went 0 for three at the plate with three strikeouts. So arguably, I mean, one of their most, their very, very best players had probably the worst days had all year without you know, who knows why, and it's not worth discussing why. I know he's there's nobody there's nobody hurting more about it today than he is. Nobody feels more responsible or that he that you know, he didn't help his team than that guy does. So I'm not I'm not knocking it at all. I'm just the reality is for them to win, that guy had to do something. You know, because the best players on the other side, Dylan Cruz went four for six. Tommy White went four for seven. And and Tommy White, he was a guy when they played here at Auburn, you know, they got him out of the portal from North Carolina State last year. He was a freshman there. He's a Florida kid, goes to North Carolina State. That's a little unusual to begin with. I mean, how did that guy get out of the state of Florida? You know, he goes there for a year. And, you know, when I'm watching him play in person, I loved him. Uh, I don't know that I would want to coach him, but I loved him. I mean, he's got more chains on. He, he looks like he, he's, he was born at the Mardi Gras parade. And, <laughs> but, but the guy can – he can play and he can hit. I mean, he can really flat out hit. And, you know, he had over 100 RBIs on a team with Dylan Cruz. You know, I heard him, I heard uh, the guys on calling the games talk about his average – White's average when Cruz reached base was over 600. That's unbelievable. And Cruz reached base in every single game they played this year. And that's equally is unbelievable. So, you know, now LSU deserve all the credit in the world because they went into this final three-game series really at a, at a pretty distinct disadvantage. You know, they had to play an extra game. Steens had to go, you know, pitch that last game to, to get to the championship series. And so for him to ever see the mound, you know, it was going to be last night and it was going to be in a short, you know, stint. And they never had to use him. I mean, they were so – their guys stepped up so much, you know, in the last three games, they never had to use the guy. And I, I think that's just incredible, honestly. And you know, seeing him in person, both here at Auburn and at Omaha, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a really, I mean, it's a really interesting, special kid. And you know, I don't know who's going number one. Um, it's kind of a decision, I think. With uh, I don't even know who's got number one. Who's got it? But whoever's got it's got to make a decision. Do they want a position player or do they want a pitcher? Because they've got, I mean, really, Cruz could go first if they want a position player. Uh, 
schemes could go first if they want an arm, and they could probably, you know, everybody thinks you can go straight to the big leagues and pitch. It's not that easy. Um, but he probably can help somebody uh, pretty yeah. quick. The, 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 the position player usually takes a little bit longer, but, you know, but even Florida, Wyatt Langford, their center fielder, um, I mean, that guy's 225 pounds out there playing center field and, and, uh, and he might can be, he might can be cruising a race, uh, running. So there was just so much talent, <laughs> so much, so much older talent. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's older. The, the game's older. I, I, uh, part of it's COVID, you know, the part of it's that part of it's the portal, you know, but the whole thing kind of mixed together, you know, it's, 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 the, play, the team with the older players, you know, has got an advantage. I'm looking at LSU's lineup, and I don't, man, I don't think they had a, I don't think there's a freshman in that lineup. Uh, I know the one pinch hitter, and, and when they do play a freshman, he don't look like a freshman. He looks like a, a freaking grown man. Um, so, anyway, all right. You know, ha- I, I I'm kind of. No, I'm kind of curious, Steve, how many College World Series teams you actually thought you had at Baylor. I mean, you talked about those painful reminders, 2011, 12. I was at those games. I mean, I was at Arkansas. We all remember all that. But those were amazing teams that you had. How many legit teams did you have in your run at Baylor that you thought, yeah, this is – this is a college World Series team, and this team could actually do some damage in Omaha. Would you say, like, five of your teams? Like, what would you – or is that too much? I don't want to go overboard. What would, What probably, do you – That's probably too much. I thought I thought 99, um, 99 we, you know, were at home for Super Regional. We were ahead one game to nothing. Uh, we lose uh, – I can't remember the score on Saturday, but it wasn't a big it wasn't a big loss. I mean, we then we lose a one run game. We we led that Sunday game uh, into the eighth inning. Um, we didn't have at that point in the program. That's ninety eight. We did not have the depth on the mound that we had in 05. Um and it's all and that really is so big. I mean, it's just and it's gotten bigger because. You know your your starters are just not going to go. You know, used to you got you got three starters, and the big deal is keep them all healthy, and you know a couple of guys out of the bullpen, and you're good. And that 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 ship has sailed. That the hitters are too good. The intensity of the game is too much. Um, so we didn't have the depth at that time. So I had to run. So Jason went back out there. Jennings went back out on on Sunday uh, to try to pitch us out of the, out of the thing. You know, I, I look at stuff like that. I got no criticism at that time back in 99 over that decision because, you know, it was Jason Jennings and everybody just would make the assumption, you know, that's exactly what needs to be in the game. As I look back on that, I think it was a bad decision. Um, Mm. You know, we were the home team and I played my trump card, really at a time that if it doesn't work, we're going to have a really hard time winning. And I didn't have to do that. Um, you know, 
and I don't want to relive all the others, but there's 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 others. But 99 could have 03. 03 was a really, really good offensive team. Again, we won on Friday at, at LSU. Stephen White threw us into the ninth inning. He walked off the mound to a standing ovation at Alex Box, one of the one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. There are people, 8,000 of them at the time, giving that kid a standing O. Uh, within 40 days, his mother was passed away of an aneurysm. Mm. So the last thing she ever saw of her son was that. Wow. Uh, you know, we win that game. Uh, we go the next day, and this is a team with, with David Murphy and Chris Durbin. Lee. It was a really, really good offensive team. It was very good. You can go back and look at the numbers in 03. They were very good offensively. Pitching was mainly young behind after Stephen White. Pitching was young. But we still, on the Saturday game, had a one-run lead in like the seventh or eighth. And they hit two solo home runs uh, off of two different relievers and took a one, and won that game by a run. And Murphy and, and we were the home team. Murphy and Durbin both flew out to the track, you know, in center field in that game. And the next day we just – we had a freshman, Mark McCormick, instead of the junior, Mark McCormick, that that stuffed Clemson in 05. You know, he got it handed to him in, uh, in 03 at LSU. But, you know, I still think we could have gone for sure in 11. Uh, the thing had kind of gone our way. If we, win that, if we win that game at Rice against Cal, we will come back to Waco and we'll host Dallas Baptist in a super regional. Uh, and then obviously in 12, we, we, you know, we've got a chance to win in both Saturday and Sunday's game and, uh, and don't get it done. And those are, those are really hard. Those kids, I mean, that's just really, really hard. Uh, but the 12th team, as good as it was, and it, it did get ranked number one at one point, the only, only time that's ever happened, it was the least talented. Of, of any of those other teams in terms of pro guys. I mean, obviously Max Muncy's still playing and Max, even at that time was only a fifth rounder. I mean, it wasn't like Max. you think given the career Max has had with the Dodgers and, you know, I think that guy had to be a first round guy. He was a fifth round guy. And I think the highest draft pitcher we had, you know, was maybe in the 17th or 18th round. Uh, so, it's just amazing that group really played so well together and pulled for each other. It, it was like the 05 team uh, that did make it in that regard. Man, I love it. I love going down uh, memory lane with you. And uh, and I know, Steve, you're still kind of, you know, you've uh, been in the majors as a scout. You would still love to uh, – to get back in and so uh i i would only i would think those trips to omaha just fuel the fire even more so you're telling me this this nil and and portal and everything that's changed over the years hasn't got you know still hadn't put out your fire you still would like to get in there and and um and have one more go at it yeah i i you know i was at tennessee tech i was at auburn and 18 and 19 and we went to Omaha in 19 and then I went to Tennessee Tech right in front of COVID so we didn't play hardly at all in 20 and then I was there in 21 
And then I left to go work for the Detroit Tigers in player development. So I wasn't, I wasn't in scouting, but I, I was in player development. And I, I did it because, you know, I wasn't leaving college baseball to go to pro baseball. I was, I was leaving the situation I was in at Tennessee Tech. And I thought I would learn, I, I, I would grow much more as a coach over a couple of years of doing that with Detroit. And that's what I did. And, and I did learn. It was like a Ph.D. program and all of the analytics and all of the data stuff people argue about and talk about these days. Um, so I feel like, you know, both on the, mainly on the pitching side, because that's what I was doing, you know, I, I have somewhat set myself apart. I'm a, I, I'm a, I'm not a, I don't even like the word old school, but I, I've, I've been to that school. I know what that school looks like, but, and I don't even really like new school, but I've been to that school too. And what I've really learned in all of that is that there's no such thing. It's changing every day. And so you're really just in school. And I, I don't fight that. I enjoy that. The, the, the uh, you know, I do. I, I, I love the game. Uh, I love watching guys be successful at the game. I love kind of being able to steward their journeys a little bit. Uh, you know, the, the difference, Augie Greedo said something years ago that he was trying to describe the difference between amateur baseball or he actually specifically college baseball and professional baseball. And he described it like this. He said, college baseball uses the game for the betterment of the player and professional baseball uses the player for the betterment of the game. And the first time I heard him say that, I thought that is so true. And, and it's not, it's not a criticism of either. It's it's the reality of both. And so, you know, I've been on both sides of that and I know in my heart, I see the game more as a means to an end and not an end in itself. And when you're in professional baseball, it's an end in itself, as it should be. It's the job. And you're there to win, and you're there to win championships and put people in the seats. College baseball, you know, yes, winning's part of it, needs to be part of it. Who would, who would, who would work to not win? But, you know, I just always felt like, you know, we would always be about winning, but we would never only be about winning. And, you know, that's where, that's where noise gets in the way. I mean, that's where, that's where the, you know, the, the chat rooms and internet stuff, you know, and if you're in the bigger, the bigger the arena, the tougher it is to live by that. Um, you know, it just is the expectations and people lose, you know, they, they kind of lose their concept of what it's all about. And, you know, I think I banked on a long time. I banked on the institution that I was working for being stronger than that and not mm-hmm. getting caught up in that. But what I've learned is institutions are really just people. And in some cases, only a couple. And, you know, it's just the way it, it's the way it goes. And I understand that. But, for me, college baseball is where this where I'd like to finish. And you know, right now people ask me all the time, they say, How old are you? And I go, Well, I'm somewhere between forty five and fifty feet. And they <laughs> stare at me. They do they stare at me as they as they should. They go, What are you talking about? 
And I look at him and I say, I throw BP from somewhere between 45 and 50 feet. And that's all that really matters. And I said, the day I can't do that, then my age will be a big factor. Well, but, you know, you know, I, yeah, I, I, uh, I think you could still do it and uh, still do it at a high level and uh, would love to see you get another, uh, shot at it and uh in fact paul maneri's coming on with me here in a little while and uh there's a guy that you know I, he doesn't know if he's quite finished now i'll tell you how old he is he's about 65 years old and miami yeah, was still t- yeah yep. I, saw that. <laughs> I was uh you tell him i said hello okay uh, paul and i've been friends a long time and when i saw that he was he had gone down there to interview i said add a boy you know, you know, and Paul's, Paul's got a lot of roots in Miami, going back to his yeah. dad, and and he'll be great. I'm glad you're having him on. He'll be he's, he's yeah he's really he's an awesome guy. Well, let's let's stay in touch. It's fun having you. Love. I thought College World Series. I thought of you, and I thought, man, I'd love to visit with him, uh, Steve. And I was so glad to find out you were there watching it. A great perspective. Always love having you on. And, uh, Steve, appreciate it, and uh, hope to talk to you soon. Matt, I appreciate you, brother. And, you know, for for my friends in Central Texas, I'll just say sick em. Nice, nice. There he is, Steve Smith, a sick em from Steve Smith. I like it. And uh, Campus Confidential is coming up next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Payments for qualified buyers at 5.5% interest for 72 months with 5000 down, cash or trade. TTL Extra, see dealer for details. Richard Cars Lot is loaded with pre-owned cars and trucks that need to move. Qualified buyers can now get a 2014 Cadillac SRX for only $160 a month or get a 2014 pre-owned Chevy Silverado for only $270 a month. Over 90 used, thoroughly inspected vehicles in stock. 100% approval is our goal. Call, log in, or get here now to save on your next ride at Richard Car. At Richard Car, we give you more. In my podcast, Your Money in a Cup of Joe, we talk money management, investments, and retirement in a Q&A style format, helping break down complicated topics. I'm Joe Kalea with Kalea Wealth Management. Look for Your Money in a Cup of Joe on Apple and Spotify. Kalea Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. I just wanted to take a quick second and tell you guys that we are available. We have appointments. If you have any questions about cracking your sheetrock, doors sticking, or if you're looking to buy a home and you have concerns, please feel free to give us a call. We'll send somebody out to take a look. Our number is 254-235-4922, or you can find us at fixitjimmy.com. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. The Real Texas Gun Show is Saturday, July 1st and Sunday, July 2nd at Bell County Expo Center. The Real Texas Gun Show, proud to be the place where small mom and pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms at the show. Vendors are some of the most reputable in the state of Texas. The variety at the show is extensive, and oftentimes if they don't have it, they don't make it. The Real Texas Gun Show has more than just guns. You'll find hunting gear, collectibles, lots of animals, and so much more. Head on down to the Real Texas Gun Show July 1st, 9 to 5 and July 2nd from 10 to 4 at the Bell County Expo Center. Jesse Britt's Automotive wants to help your car get ready for the Texas heat. 
Now through Saturday, they're offering free automotive AC checkup with any vehicle service at Jesse Britt's Automotive. Plus, let them help keep your car roadworthy with their computerized alignments discounted for a limited time at only $49.99. The alignments come with free tire rotation and free visual brake inspection. Just mention this ad, Jesse Britt's Automotive. Discounting your prices, not your service. For over 30 years, you've counted on the family of Diamore Fine Jewelers to make life's most precious memories unforgettable. Diamore specializes in full custom designs, including custom CAD renderings, 3D wax printing, and a team of friendly custom jewelry experts. Diamore Fine Jewelers will be there for your custom engagement ring when she says yes and for the next 30 years. Thank you for choosing DMRA Fine Jewelers. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Now here again is Matt Mosley. Man, it is Matt Mosley, and uh, we had a great visit with Steve Smith, former Baylor baseball coach, good guy. Man, he just has a lot to offer, a lot to say, still wants to coach. Aaron, how old is Steve Smith? I, you know, he was not – people – you know, you get to a certain age, people are like, how old, how old is this guy? Let's see. American baseball coach Steve Smith. What did he say, Aaron, between 45 and 50 feet so he can still throw? Aaron, did you see – he still wants to be a head coach. Did you see – did you see Steve Smith's age? That is pretty amazing. I, I mean, in my mind, Steve is still just well. I'm not. If he doesn't want to give it on air, I'm not going to give it. But it's 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 certainly a little older than I thought. I Steve, in my mind, is locked into his fifties, and that's where he'll kind of always stay. He is a bit older than that now, <laughs> Aaron. Oh man, that's funny the way Steve told it. But you know what? Some of those guys. Golly, that guy at Rice, coached forever. Wayne Graham, or whatever his name was, went forever. And they'll coach well into their 70s. I mean, Larry Brown just got hired again. Aaron, would you like to look up how old Larry Brown, the longtime basketball coach at Kansas and every, you know, like, um, oh, let's see, the Pacers, the Pistons, wherever, Let's see. Let, uh, I'm going to look that up real quick. Larry Brown just got hired at age. Oh, go ahead, Aaron. 82. <laughs> 82 years young for Larry he Brown. He took a new job. He just got a new gig. Let's see if they even have it listed yet. Oh, yeah. Here he is. Advisor to the head coach at Memphis. Now, I think he went somewhere else, though. I just saw Larry Brown. For like for this season, he just joined up with another crew. Um, let's see if I can. find He's an that assistant at Memphis under Penny Hardaway. Is that still the case? Okay, according to Wiki, but that's not. Yeah, always. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I hear you, but I, I like I had read the other day he's joined on with somebody else. Um, and I thought to myself, oh my gosh, Larry Brown is still doing it at age eighty-two. So I'll, I'll say that Steve Smith is younger than that, um, definitely. Uh, oh, maybe the what? University like the, of Washington. Is that okay? Okay, I knew I knew it was a different place. 
There it is. Yeah. University of Washington basketball staff. Eight days ago, at, at age 82, he is expected to join Mike Hopkins' staff at the University of Washington. Now, Aaron, every once in a while, you and I feel like, oh, man, kind of feel a little old today, feel a little old. We got, like, think about that. He's he's 33, 32 or 33 years older than us, <laughs> and he's still coaching. That's good, Aaron. That's a lot of time, man. We just may do radio forever. Um, that's good stuff. All right, we do have a le- – speaking of legends, former LSU coach Paul Maneri, and he won a national title there 2009 – Coached there for a long time, had a great run, and recruited all these kids who just won another national title. Paul Maneri joins the Matt Mosley Show next. ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. Hey, folks, Derek Scott here at Jim Turner Chevrolet. We're coming off a great used car month, and that means we need trades. Cars, trucks, SUVs, we'll pay you top dollar whether you're trading or not. But if you choose to trade, you'll get $1,500 trade assistance towards any purchase of a new Silverado. So trade with people you can trust without all the gimmicks that can save you thousands. So give us a call, 840-3261 or 24-7, turnerchevy.com. And remember, folks, we're just hard beat away McGregor. We treat you like family. Attention farmers and ranchers, you want that person-to-person service with someone you know and trust to get your animal supplies to you and take the worry out cost-effectively. That's where Agritech Animal Health with Chad Spitzer and his staff are all about. People you know and trust with over 100 years of combined experience in the animal health industry. From the heart of Texas to the Red River, they are there to service you with that personal feel and products you know and trust. Stop by and see Ashley at their Marlin location or give them a call to set you up and keep your animals in the game at 254-883-5500. It's Agritech Animal Health. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. It's a fact. No matter what kind of car you own, what make or model, eventually it's going to need to come in for repair or service. And if you don't know a lot about cars, then you need to know Jesse Briggs. Hi, I'm Jesse. Let's take a look. He'll tell you the truth about what's wrong with your car and what it's going to take to fix it. And get you back on the road again. Ask about Jesse Britt's famous $49.99 wheel alignment special. Just $49.99 for any wheel up to 22 inches. You're good to go. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number. So, why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank, member FDIC. Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. And also at cnbwaco.com. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. 
experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 cuz you don't want a kid with your house's lid. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios. This is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank, with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Myatt Fuels, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Versalift Southwest, Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Paul Maneri joining us right now, former LSU coach, legendary coach, Hall of Famer. Paul, congratulations. You were on the field last night. I love some of those interviews. And then to see the current coach come up and see you being interviewed, hugging you, uh, that that was a pretty neat moment there. So, uh Congratulations on uh, on yet another College World Series uh, win. That had to be a pretty special moment for you. Well, first of all, it's good to be with you, Matt. Um, yes, it was a very special moment. You know, I've been out of coaching now for two years. I retired after the 21 season, after my 15th year here at LSU. And uh, so there's still, you know, many players on the team that uh, – my staff and I were responsible for getting them to LSU and recruiting them. Uh, many of them we coached, most of them we coached already. So, you know, we had gone through a lot of the growing pains with them and, you know, just like every player has needs time to develop and so forth. So, you know, I, I just had to be there for them as they were striving to win the national championship this year. And fortunately they got the job done and it was a very emotional thing for me because, you know, you, you, you begin with these players when they're 16, 17, 18 years old recruiting, and you get to know them and their families. And like I said, you go through the ups and downs with them in their development, and now you see them out there on the field as mature adults that are confident and competitors, and they have the talent, and they're going out there and, and on the verge of winning a national championship. And, you know, you feel like maybe you had a little bit to do with their development and I just wanted to be there to support them. And, you know, that moment you mentioned about with Jay Johnson, our, our baseball coach that replaced me, uh, you know, that was really nice. You know, we, you know, I was down there just, you know, to want to, you know, congratulate everybody and a couple of members of the media would grab me and ask for a little interview. And I was in the midst of doing one of those when Jay walked by and he jumped in on the interview and it was good. You know, I, I you want to have a great relationship with the person that you that replaced you or that you replaced and I live here in Baton Rouge and Jay's going to be our coach for a long time and I like to think we left him a good foundation with the team and it was great that he recognized that and 
uh, yeah, it was nice. It was nice for everybody last night. What what was it like seeing some of those players you recruited? Dylan Cruz being one of those players who put the oh. uh, put a ring on it. I like what he did during that game. I bet they were excited to see you down there, and and uh, that added even another layer to the celebration. What was what was that like to get to celebrate with them? Well, it was really heartfelt stuff. You know, I had gotten in on Friday. And everybody was, the team was staying at the Hilton, and that's why I was staying there. So I got the chance to see most of them in the lobby of the hotel, you know, over the course of the of the weekend before they won the game on Monday night. So we had, you know, spent some nice times together visiting about different things. and But then to be down there on the field with them, you know, I, I, I didn't want to take the spotlight away from the team or the coach, current coach, you know. It was their moment, but... I just wanted to be there to let them know I was supporting them and so forth. But once I, you know, saw that I was there, especially the kids that played for me, you know, they'd come over and give me big old sweaty hugs and stuff. And it was, it was, it was great, you know, and it gave me a chance to to congratulate Jay and his staff out there on the field. And, you know, people that care, there's so many people that care about LSU baseball uh, in and out of the state of Louisiana. Really. We, we have a lot of followers over in Texas and, of course, you know, Kim Mulkey came from your area there to be our basketball coach, and Kramer Robertson uh, played for me, and we're, we almost won the national championship in 2017 with him as our star shortstop. So, you know, it was just it was just really nice to, to be able to show people out there that uh, when you're a part of LSU baseball, it's a lifetime deal, you know, and, you know, different, different eras you know, flow right into different eras, but we all have this commonality that we love LSU and love LSU baseball, and the players are great representatives of our university. Now, they, they allow them to have mustaches now, don't they, Coach? You you did not <laughs> like the facial hair. <laughs> well, I'm a little bit old school. You know, I, I, I just felt, you know, that I wanted our players always to present, you know, as great role models to youngsters. And I wanted to see, you know, players make be willing to make some sacrifices to be part of something bigger than themselves. Um, but you know, the things every coach can coach his own way, and you know, they're a little more lenient these days than they were when I was there. But um, you know, good for them. You know, if that's if it helps them make them play better and they're still representing the school in a positive way, then I, I guess it's not that big a deal. <laughs> I mean, it's a wild, your connection to LSU. You started your playing career there. You finished your career there. By the way, your career may not be over baseball-wise because Miami was coming after you. You decided not to pursue that, but you did go down there and visit with them about that. It's hard, um, and you're a young guy, and you seem to be in great shape, but 65 years old, um, is it hard to, to close the book? I mean, do you still kind of get that, even in being in Omaha, where you kind of like, man, I'd like to, I'd like to do this again. How do you, um, how do you feel about all that? Are you, or do you feel like you really can just live there in Baton Rouge and enjoy being around all your great friends? Well, that's a good question, Matt. I wish I had a good answer for you on that one. Um, you know, I, did, I really didn't want to retire two years ago. I really kind of felt like I had to. I had, had been having some some real issues with my my neck physically, and I, I had to. It required two different surgeries that were about eleven months apart. One was uh, uh, following the nineteen season, and then one was following the twenty season. 
And so the second surgery was right before what turned out to be my last year. And I was just in such physical pain throughout that season uh, that I it was affecting my ability to coach the kids and interact with the kids and do the things that I felt were necessary. So I just felt it was time for me to step down, to, A, to take care of myself physically, uh, and B, you know, to, to do the right thing for the program because I, I just felt that, you know, somebody younger and more enthusiastic and more energy and physically fit could probably do a better job than me at that point, as hard as that was to admit to myself. But uh, I feel much better now. You know, it's taken about two years for me to feel better. I feel great. I don't feel 65 years old. I feel much younger than that. Uh, I could have gone back uh, to Notre Dame after my first year out, but I still physically wasn't willing to do that. I just couldn't do it. Miami reached out to me this year, and that's where I grew up in, in South Florida. So I thought, you know, what's it going to hurt to go down and talk to them about it? Um, and they, they, they have a great administration there. They have great vision for the program. But there were some other issues that I just needed to, to work my way through, you know, personal issues. Uh, and I just didn't think it was the right time for me to do that either. So whether or not other opportunities even come about, I don't know. And if they do, whether or not I would jump at them to do them or not, I can't answer that either. I guess it would depend on the situation, how comfortable I would. But I do feel like I have something to offer people, and uh, I just got to find what that is, whether it's still in coaching or out of coaching. Paul Maneri joined the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. What about the the fact that this has become, in the SEC at least, a revenue sport? All those years at Notre Dame, you get to LSU. Did you think, did you see it heading this way, or does it surprise even you that it's now uh, to that point where schools are pouring millions upon millions? NIL, players are getting offered NIL deals worth $100,000. Did you see it happening, or does it? even surprise you to the point it's uh and of course it's very exciting some of it's different but it is exciting how big it's become on these college campuses matt it does it didn't surprise me that that people cared so deeply about sec baseball because i saw it from afar when i was coaching at notre dame and even when i was at the air force academy I, i saw that it was happening that way and really you have to give all the credit in the world to skip bertman who was kind of the the father of the modern-day SEC baseball, LSU baseball. You know, he won five national championships in one decade in the 90s. And it kind of coincided at a time when LSU football was struggling. And so a large amount of fans decided that they wanted to really follow LSU baseball. And they were packing the old Alec Box Stadium regularly which was producing revenue and allowed LSU to become a self-sufficient sport. And, of course, they were having such great success. So uh, I think what happened was a lot of athletic directors and a lot of presidents at Southeastern Conference schools kind of looked around and said, look look what's happening over there in Baton Rouge. And really it was happening in Starkville, Mississippi as well with Mississippi State. And, and they started asking themselves, you know, what if we put resources into our program uh, facility-wise, co- get a good coach, you know, give them operating budgets. Could we have a baseball program that our community, our school could be proud of and potentially be self-sufficient? And I think the answer that most of those presidents and ADs said was yes. So, you know, schools that traditionally were not powers 
uh, in baseball. You know, I, I hate to single out schools, you know, but Kentucky or Vanderbilt or even Georgia or Florida, whatever, you know, they, they were not known as great powers in college baseball. Well, they started investing in their programs, and now you have all these top-ranked schools coming out of the Southeastern Conference, and it's it's become an arms race. You know, facilities are going up. Coaches are getting paid more. There's bigger budgets, and, of course, this whole transfer portal NIL thing is a new phenomenon of the last couple of years. But, you know, the stakes are higher. You know, if you can if you can have a great team, you know, the people are going to come and watch them, and, they, and we've invested in facilities and so forth. So I'm not surprised by really any of it. The only thing that's surprising to me maybe is that other parts of the country aren't pushing it the same way. But even though you got great weather in California and and maybe even in some places in Texas and so forth, you don't see the same commitment to college baseball uh, as you do in the Southeastern Conference. And I think that's why, you know, on a regular basis, you're you, we have been seeing and we're probably going to continue to see you know, maybe half the field in Omaha or more be Southeastern Conference schools going forward. I think OU and Texas are ready for this. I mean, how do you, you know, obviously they've had great tradition, Texas especially, OU more recently, but they've had a good run as well. Do you think they're ready to take that plunge into the spending and everything it takes to compete in the SEC? Well, I, I couldn't answer that, but I don't know the inner workings of those schools, but they better be. <laughs> the SEC <laughs> is a very unforgiving conference. Um, if you if you don't have the horses, uh, you're going to have a tough time. You could, you could lose every game on an SEC schedule because on a given day, if you don't if you don't bring an A game with good players, you you're going to lose uh, in this conference and. You know, if if Texas and Oklahoma are serious about having good baseball programs, you know they're going to need they're going to need to make those commitments. And they may already have. I don't know the inner workings of their programs. They obviously have two very rich traditional athletic departments as holes, and also uh, you know baseball. So my guess is that they're going to be really good fit for the South Eastern Conference. I think it's only going to enhance the the quality of competition. And uh, I'm sure that they'll compete very favorably as well. What do you think about Paul Skeens? I mean, that's really interesting that you were in Air Force. He's from Air Force, transfers in there, makes an enormous impact on this team, becomes their ace. He's an interesting guy. Um, did, have you gotten to be around him at all? And, I mean, is there? Do you think he gained some things out there at Air Force that he brought a little bit of that mentality to this LSU staff? What have you been able to kind of find out from from watching him and and maybe even being around him a little bit? Well, I haven't spent a lot of time around him in answer to that part of the question. Uh, just in, just enough to say hello to him and have brief conversations. Uh, but I'm very familiar with the United States Air Force Academy, having been the coach there for six years. In fact, I was the very first civilian baseball coach they had. Prior to my arrival there, they always had an active military officer uh, performing as a baseball coach. But years ago, they decided they wanted to try to have a good baseball program, and they thought they should hire you know, somebody that was, had made coaching their, their chosen profession. And I was fortunate enough to be able to be named the coach there. One of my players way back in 1991 and two and three. Uh, was a young man at that time by the name of Mike Kozlowski. 
Well, Mike is now the head coach at the United States Air Force Academy. After he completed a 20-year flying career, he used to fly C-17s for the Air Force. But he's he is like one of the most unique individuals. He's like a son to me, and he's just really phenomenal coach. He teaches these cadets every day at the Air Force Academy not only how to play good baseball, but you know life lessons. Teaches them how to become warriors and winners, which is what the university or the institution, I should say, is is trying to develop. And uh, so he built he builds toughness in them. And he and he builds confidence in them, and he's doing everything that they can do. So Paul was exposed to that for two years at the Air Force Academy. Any cadet that attends the academy, whether a sport in sports or not, uh, has a major decision to make after their sophomore year. Do they stay in their junior year at the academy? If they do, they're now committed to finish their their time of four years at the academy and then serve the United States Air Force. Uh, in active duty, I, I don't know what the commitment is now. When I was there, it was either five or six years or seven years, something like that. But it, I assume it's something similar. But but it, what you're basically doing then is foregoing any chance of professional baseball. So these kids have a tough decision to make. The cadets have a tough decision to make. And obviously, Paul chose to leave the academy so that he could pursue his professional baseball aspirations. And, you know, at first I was a little upset with him. You know, I I, I just felt that the academy was, you know, a place of honor and this is where you go and you commit yourself to a a life of dedication to your country and serving your country. But, you know, obviously when he came here, you could see why he had such a tough decision. The talent is you'd have to be, you know, ignorant to the game of baseball to not see how good he is. And I can tell you, this Matt, I've coached, I coached 40 years in Division One baseball, and I've never seen anybody better than this kid. I mean, who throws 100 miles an hour every fastball, including the 125th pitch of the game? It's it's like almost a freak of nature that the things that he's doing. He he looks like he's ready to step into a major league rotation tomorrow and and be one of the top pitchers in the in the league. So. You know, I can totally understand why he made this choice. Um, you know, obviously it's going to be very beneficial to him financially, and he gets to pursue this dream. But I know it was a tough decision for him because I was very, like I said, very close to the coach there. And, I, you know, he, he kept me abreast of the conversations that they were having. And it was a very emotional time, I'm sure, for Paul to make the decision to leave the academy. But you're right, I think he brought a toughness to the team, uh, you know, a dedication to the team that maybe those guys hadn't seen, you know, except for coming from a, a cadet from the United States Air Force Academy. Paul, I'm trying to imagine you getting in the face of players. You sound so calming and you have such a great demeanor. That <laughs> <laughs> so is Kim Mulkey, right? <laughs> no, no. Kim does not sound like you do, and I've I've talked to her plenty over the years. <laughs> well, you know, you know, as coaches, you know, we're we're in it for kids. You know, we're in it to help young people develop into their develop their full potential to become successful in sports and learn life lessons while they're doing it. And, you know, you have to love them. You're, you're doing it for them. You know, you're not doing it for yourself. You're doing it because you want to work with young people. And sometimes young people, you know, they want to settle for mediocrity or not fulfill their potential. And that's where a coach sometimes 
has to challenge them because they know they have more in the tank that they're just not willing to give at that time. And so as coaches, Kim, myself, and any other coach that is a decent coach, you know, and has any success is going to push their players for, you know, to be successful. That doesn't mean that you don't like the player. You're not being demeaning. You're not being derogatory. You're just challenging them to fulfill their potential. And I know some, some coaches are more vocal than others. Um, you know, I I think I have a mix of that when I was a coach. You know, sometimes I challenged them and sometimes I hugged them and told them how much I loved them, you know. And you just got to do what's right for the kid to try to have them fulfill their potential, show them that you really believe in them and that, you know, they're capable of doing great things. Paul, thank you. Really appreciate it. And uh, uh, that's got it's got to be such an amazing moment to see all these guys that you recruited do something this special and uh, and to be a part of it and everything. So I was very excited to get to catch up with you today. I really appreciate the time. Well, I, I enjoyed talking to you, Matt, and it was a very, very special time for me. And, and, and I guess a, some kind of a weird way brought a little bit of closure for me in my coaching at LSU, you know, to see this group of kids that will probably be leaving now and going into professional baseball you know, to finish on such a high note. And I was very proud of them, and, and I'm glad I was there to share it with them. Thank you for having right. me today. You bet. There he goes, Paul Maneri, LSU, longtime coach, 2007 to 2021. Had a great run there, and he followed arguably the greatest college coach of all time. Not, a, not an easy job. All he did is go to about five or six College World Series, won one of them. 2009 and uh, uh, you know it just it, he just happened to follow this guy that had won like six of them six national championships like following these Texas coaches who've been to 30 something 37 college world series I mean it's in, it's insane but Paul Maneri good guy good I mean, he just has that patient sound about him and um uh, Neat. I really thought that was interesting to get to catch up with him. He recruited uh, at least like nine or ten of the normal players, pitchers that were part of this LSU national championship team. Retired in 2021. Jay Johnson takes over, and then Jay Johnson LSU win the national title. All right, um, Aaron. Uh, Aaron, let's put that down as another candidate, by the way, for our best of, all right, on this upcoming vacation. We've got some best of candidates. It's nice. But uh, I don't, I, Paul is really interesting. And by the way, Steve Smith was great today, former Baylor coach. I love all this college baseball talk. Um, we do have some campus confidential, and we have some Baylor baseball news to share with you. That is next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Like most of us, Ronnie Weathorn's reflecting on his dad these days. Who do you turn to for advice? When I needed a plumber, I asked my dad. When I wasn't sure what car to buy, I asked my dad. But one time, I chose my old mechanic, and that didn't turn out so well. Dad looks at me and says, what did you do that for? I could have told you not to use that guy. So what are you going to do when you need foundation repair? You better ask Dad. And dads, if you want to be the hero, you better say the foundation doctor. 
Only the Foundation Doctor will care for your kid's home the way you do. We never recommend work you don't need, and we offer the best products for the best value. The doctor will never be that guy. Give us a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. You got doors that are sticking or cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Qualifications and rules apply. See Genco FCU for detail. Warning, free Genco Casasa checking may lead to a rise in disposable income due to cash back on everyday debit card purchases, refunds on ATM fees, and eliminations of so-called service fees. Increased satisfaction may result while operating your Genco debit card. If you suffer from chronic money loss, search for help at any Genco branch office. This has been a financial health advisory, courtesy of Genco FCU. My money, my future, my credit union, Genco. It's the 4th of July sales event at Allen Samuels in Waco, and the deals couldn't be hotter. Shop the greatest selection of inventory in Central Texas and save big on Ram trucks. Now offering 10% off MSRP on a new 2023 Ram 1500 Lone Star Crew Cab. Or get 2.9% for 72 months. The choice is yours. Plus an extra $500 bonus cash to first responders. Allen Samuels in Waco is the place to shop Ram trucks. Visit or browse online at allensamuelsdcj.com. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Introducing the new B.O.B., Ballin' on a Budget Family Pack at Hellberg Barbecue. The B.O.B. Family Pack feeds up to four people. It includes one pound of pork steak, a smoked, then fried half chicken, half pound of sausage, two pint sides, and a pint of their famous banana pudding, all for $40. And Thursdays from 4 until 7, you can save 20% on this deal. The B.O.B. Family Pack is available for just $32. Hellberg Barbecue, 8532 North Highway 6, Waco. There are lots of reasons to own a golf car. Get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake at campgrounds, Perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without a golf cart. Oh, yeah, and golf cars are pretty great for playing golf, too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf cars for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. Campus Confidential is brought to you by Jim Turner Chevrolet, where they say we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and we treat you like family. Check them out at turnerchevy.com. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, and it is uh, Campus Confidential at a little bit different time. Thank you, Jim Turner. Thank you, Jim Turner Chevrolet, for that, for what you do, and how huge a part of this thing you've been since the beginning. Jim Turner Chevrolet was my first presenting sponsor. Now the presenting sponsor, Central National Bank, CNB. And, uh, man, I love that graphic, Aaron. You just put that thing out. I, I thought that Looks thing great. were uh, – doesn't he look good? 
I thought that Paul Maneri, um, he's a fascinating guy, but I mean, some of even what he was saying about that Paul Skeens. I mean, Paul, Paul Maneri is a is a legend. I mean, as far as a college coach, he's seen everything. He said um, something along the lines is he's never in his forty years of being a Division One baseball coach he hasn't seen any anyone better than this kid about Paul Skeens the pitcher for LSU I mean that's crazy that's incredible I mean think about all the major leaguers he's put out 14 years at LSU and and they went to the World Series a lot and and then he was at Notre Dame and they had an unbelievable run there and then he was at Air Force before that. And and Paul Skeens happened to come from the Air Force Academy. And I thought that was kind of cool, Aaron, what he shared with us about how that he was disappointed in Paul Skeens um, early on. Because once you, you make a commitment to one of those service academies, it's not like the portal. It's not like everybody else's portal. You know, you sign up to defend our country, play for one of those academies, so when you do great at one of those academies and then you go in the portal, it's not the same portal. You know, you're, you're tra- and Paul Skeens has said that he, he still plans on serving his country at the end of his major league career. Aaron, the only problem for Paul Skeens, I mean, I'm fine with that. I mean, if he wants to do that, what is he, 21 years old? Aaron, how long will Paul Skeens be pitching the majors? Probably like could be 10 to 15 years (laughs) so i don't know i don't know if he'll have much left to serve in the middle but i like the attitude i really appreciate the attitude uh he's a different cat and uh very very interesting to say the least all right aaron what do we have in today's episode of campus confidential we will start with baylor football recruiting the bears picked up their 10th commitment for the 2024 class, it is Mansfield, Mansfield Summit linebacker Kylan Reed. He's a 6'2", 210-pound linebacker. He picked Baylor over a dozen other offers, including Oklahoma State, Utah, Illinois, and Missouri. So uh, a big pickup for Baylor football today in, on the recruiting front. Okay. I, I'm good with it. Now, Aaron, go back. Say his name for me one more time. A young man, uh, boy, that's Missouri. There's some interesting schools that you just mentioned. Say his name one more time. Kyland Reed. All right. All right. And uh, commits to the Bears. Now, these kind of summer, fairly early summer, well, it's not that early in the summer, um, these camps that the Bears have, you know, I, they're, they're very important. And everybody makes a big deal. Oh, Tech's got a great 2024 class. They do. They do. I mean, Joey continues to be a great friend of mine. But I don't overreact to, oh, my gosh, somebody's going to Tech. Oh, my God. I mean, I don't love that. I mean, Micah Hudson's at Lake Belton, five-star. I'd like him to stay at Baylor. I don't want him to go out to Lubbock. I want him to go to Baylor. But if Joey's going to hang in there and, and get that kid to go to Tech, good for him. But uh, you don't win these conference titles in the summers 
or in these camps. You do it on the field. And as we saw with Matt Rule and his crew, and then Aranda, of course, with that unbelievable run a couple of seasons ago, you, you know, you, you got to, you, you find these kids and then you develop them. I mean, Baylor had a, a great run a few years ago. Somebody did a study on who does the best job developing four stars. Okay. Now, this 2024 class, I don't know how many four stars Baylor has. I, I don't. I would guess that it's not a ton yet. Now, maybe they'll end up with some, but I don't think it's a lot of four stars. But this study they did recently, Baylor just was, I mean, did better than basically everybody in the country at developing four-star athletes. Now, part of that is because they had that great season two seasons ago. We'll see what they do this year. But, uh, man, I saw some quarterbacks yesterday. Aaron, if I was Baylor, I would I would bring in another 2024 quarterback. I like this kid, this Nate Bennett. Don't get me wrong. I like him. I like his measurables. I like his family history. I like they love Baylor. But I, I would turn it into a competition. I mean, if you've learned anything, when you don't get a high school quarterback in 2022 and you lose one in 2023 – why not have these guys compete? I was out there at a quarterback school watching some unreal quarterbacks. Now, one of them Baylor did go after, a kid named Hoss Haney. Aaron, he's 5'10", 5'11". He doesn't look that tall. Oh, my goodness. Aaron, he's probably faster than anybody. He's, he's probably one of the five fastest quarterbacks at high school, college, or the NFL right now. Right now as he's going into his senior year in high school. He already is that guy. And I, and I wanted to watch yesterday to see what his arm did. And, Aaron, I'm, I mean, I'm crowing a little bit about it because guess who was talking about this kid two and a half years ago? Yeah, yep, yeah, it's right here on this show. We kept bringing him up talking about Same it. Cut? Now the <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Steven was. Now, the Bears did jump on him. Was it a little late? Eh, maybe, maybe. The Bears got on him, and he got an offer from Duke, and he committed to Duke, and the Bears and the Frogs went after him. But again, you gotta you gotta show commitment. You gotta have conviction and go after these guys. All right. And so, Aaron, were were we more convicted about this kid than the Bears were? The truth is yes. Now, part of that is. I don't want to act like I got the greatest eye for talent. Part of it is I'm buddies with his, the guy's dad. All right? So I want to be completely upfront about it. But the Bears need to – I mean, Bears got to – I mean, they, you know, he, this kid was interested in Baylor. So we'll continue to monitor all these things. But I, 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 if I'm Baylor, I'm – you know, I wouldn't be finished with 2024 or 25, even though they have quarterback commits – I believe, for both years. Aaron, has that 2025 kid committed already? I believe so, I like yes. He did. I'd, I'd still keep bringing him in. And you know what? Sean knows these kids, and, and they love him. I mean, Sean Bell, he has a great way with people. So, I, you know, there's no reason. I, but I would not just go, all right, it's your job. You're our 2024 quarterback. You're our 2024 I would bring in another one and compete like crazy.
and have them fight it out. But, again, that's kind of old school. Maybe that's not the way anybody thinks anymore. All right, Aaron, what else do we have? A couple of former Baylor baseball players have found new homes. Uh, freshman All-American shortstop Colby Branch posted on his social media accounts earlier today that he will be playing baseball for the Georgia Bulldogs next year. And Baylor graduate transfer Hamilton Oliver announced his commitment to West Virginia. All right, good player. I like him. I love Colby. They lost um, the, um, you know, they lost, um, um, well, you know, lost Big Rig, uh, Rigney to Texas. These things happen. Um, nobody said everybody, it was going to be easy. It's a tough rebuild situation. You're doing it in the portal. You're doing it at a time when Georgia can come in, give you some NIL money. Um, grass is always greener. But, I mean, I, you know, I, 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 I have a hard time understanding that, Aaron. Kobe Branch comes to Baylor, becomes a star player even on a, on a team that struggled this year. Parents can drive down from Lovejoy, watch him play. Really? You you want to go leave and go play for Georgia? Okay. Aaron, did you see what Georgia did this year? Did I miss something? Did Georgia <laughs> did they go real far or something? Did they? I don't even know if I mean I don't know what Georgia did. I mean maybe they did okay. Now do they have money? Yeah. Could they? Could they? Could they have more money than Baylor? Probably so. But the kid was a star player at Baylor from Lovejoy. Parents could be there in two hours or less to see him play. And he's going to go to Georgia. And, I, you know, he'll be okay. Maybe start for him. He'll be fine. I love Colby Branch. I do. But you could have he could have been the, the center of a program moving forward. And some of these kids can't wait. They cannot. And in his case, I understand this. He may have just not wanted to be that guy. Some guys love being that guy. But what I've noticed lately, Aaron, there's these players that are freshmen. I saw one last year from Bandy or somewhere, NC State. And he hit, like, some insane amount of home runs. You remember what I'm talking about, Aaron? Like, hit, like, 28, Mm -hmm. 30 home runs or something, 35 home runs. Set every record, freshman record. And at the end of the deal, it's like they're playing for the national title. It's like, wow, this kid's at NC State. What a great run he's having. And then it's like he's transferring. What? I, I don't I don't get it. Other than maybe they need the money. I don't know. Most people that are going out to Lovejoy are doing okay. I mean, they're not like, oh, my gosh, my kid needs a bunch of NIL money. But whatever. I mean, Mitchell, whether it's JUCO or high school kids or whatever. He'll eventually turn this thing around because that's what he does. And I'm not going to be one of these people that panics and has every NIL, every former Baylor football player who represents NIL. Give me a break. Give me a break. Use some news judgment. If you've got a former Baylor player who works for NIL group, they're, they're out there trying to make money off Baylor. So if they start blowing up Baylor – Oh, oh, that should I guess we should all be shocked. 
that somebody who's trying to make money off Baylor and Baylor doesn't take their NIL deal, then they're going to rip Baylor. Let's put them on and let them rip the alma mater. Eh, not, not for me. Not for me. All right, Aaron, what else do we have? It was a busy day for the college baseball transfer portal, including some very good players for some teams that were in the College World Series. Chief among them was Chase Burns from Tennessee, who had three wins in the postseason. He entered the transfer portal today, so he will be leaving Tennessee, as will two of Wake Forest's best hitters also entering the transfer portal today. So some big-time programs that were actually in the College World Series this year are losing top players as well. I gotta look at the, we gotta look at this Burns story because I saw something that said somebody stepped up at Tennessee to NIL wise and he and he jumped back out of the portal and he's actually gonna stay. So we'll we'll take a peek at that. That's a very that but I I it's a very interesting story. Big time player, big time performer, and so Aaron, that's why I don't you know. Everybody, those of us that went to Baylor are obviously like, what's going on? What's going on? Why are these people leaving? Aaron, as you said, Tennessee's a great program. That's an incredible, that's one of the great programs in the country. And they got people trying to leave. Wake Forest, the number one overall seed in the country this year. And they got like starting players like, yep, I'm going to go to the portal. I'm going to see how much money I can make. Yeah, uh, yes, I heard the SEC's paying a bunch of money. We're going to go over to Florida. We're going to go over to LSU. So all of that is fascinating. But I do think that the Vols may hold on to that guy. But we'll we'll monitor that one. The national championship was not the only contest that LSU won last night. They also won the annual Jello Shot competition at the College World Series. And they won it pretty easily. The Thanks to uh, some... Purchases by big-time donors. The LSU fans purchased a record-shattering 68,888 Jello shots during the span of the College World Series. The next closest team, Wake Forest, only 7,622 <laughs> Jello shots. So LSU bought 60,000 more Jello shots than the next team. Pretty incredible. <laughs> I've seen so much stuff on this. Rocco's. I mean, it is amazing. I mean, they just they just lap the field. And when it comes to LSU, I don't think we should be overly surprised by their performance at Rocco's. Now, I mentioned that to our guest earlier today, former Baylor coach Steve Smith. I said, you get by Rocco's. He said, no, I only had not one non-ballpark meal, and it was at the, <laughs> the restaurant at the Marriott there in town. And Aaron, he, had a, he said he had a brat because he likes bratwurst. Nice. So he did not, the, Steve Smith, not, uh, not partaking in the jello shots, but uh, – LSU showed up and showed out when it comes to jello shots. And one thing that I didn't know uh, until I was reading this article was part of the ghost of charity. 
the Jello shots cost five dollars. A dollar fifty of that goes to charity. A dollar to the local food bank in the school's town, and fifty cents to an Omaha food bank is donated uh, after the Jello shots competition. The governing body for the national. I like Let- that. I do like the. Uh, I like the giveaway portion of that. And if we ever make it to Omaha, and I'm I'm not going to go to Omaha until Baylor returns. So. When Mitch takes the Bears back to Omaha, that'll be my trip to Rocco's. And and I just don't I don't really totally understand the I like Jello fine, but the 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 paying five dollars for one little cube of jello, uh, whether you drink or not, it just doesn't doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Oh, I thought you were gonna do one more. All right. Yeah, one more real quick. The governing body for the National Letters of Intent program today announced new policies allowing athletics athletes to back out of their National Letters of Intent without penalty under certain circumstances. Following a committee review, the association will not penalize an athlete who requests a change due to a head coaching change, a school change due to a head coaching change. Neither will an athlete be penalized for leaving their original school after one quarter or one semester as long as a release is requested. Okay, I don't think that's a bad idea on that front. And uh, that is Campus Confidential. Thank you, Jim Turner. Thank you, Jim Turner Chevrolet. Moving those trucks out there in McGregor, Texas, USA. And uh, do a tremendous job. We love having Jim Turner, Derek Scott, the whole gang as a part of that. Been a great day. Been a lot of good college baseball talk today. And uh, we'll wrap it up in in, uh, the dismount. We'll do it next. This is ESPN Central Texas. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. Combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hey folks, Derek Scott here at Jim Turner Chevrolet. We're coming off a great used car month, and that means we need trades. Cars, trucks, SUVs, we'll pay you top dollar whether you're trading or not. But if you choose to trade, you'll get $1,500 trade assistance towards any purchase of a new Silverado. So trade with people you can trust without all the gimmicks that can save you thousands. So give us a call, 840-3261 or 24-7, turnerchevy.com. And remember folks, we're just RV to McGregor. We treat you like family. 
Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. I just wanted to take a quick second and tell you guys that we are available. We have appointments. If you have any questions about cracking your sheetrock, doors sticking, or if you're looking to buy a home and you have concerns, please feel free to give us a call. We'll send somebody out to take a look. Our number is 254-235-4922, or you can find us at FixItJimmy.com. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. The Real Texas Gun Show is Saturday, July 1st and Sunday, July 2nd at the Bell County Expo Center. The Real Texas Gun Show, proud to be the place where small mom and pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms at the show. Vendors are some of the most reputable in the state of Texas. The variety at the show is extensive, and oftentimes if they don't have it, they don't make it. The Real Texas Gun Show has more than just guns. You'll find hunting gear, collectibles, lots of ammo, and so much more. Head on down to the Real Texas Gun Show, July 1st, 9 to 5 in July 2nd from 10 to 4 at the Bell County Expo Center. It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. On is the Dismount. We have to sign off for the evening as much as we uh, hate to do that and uh, just a little bit of a rundown. Uh, last night, the uh, uh, Rangers came up short against the Tigers. They have lost four out of five, three in a row. The good news is uh, Astros aren't doing well. Well, for, it's good news for some. We may have some Astros fans out there. The uh, Astros and Angels aren't particularly tearing it up. So, it's okay that the Rangers have gone through. They've got a couple of these recently. Now, Rangers uh, uh, going tonight. We'll have that on our air at 7.05, first pitch. Uh, and uh, Rangers sending Martin Perez out to the mound. 7-3 record this year, 438 ERA. And they'll be facing somebody named Matt Manning, all right, and he's only been in two games this year, 463 ERA, uh, 11, point, 11 and two-thirds innings pitch with seven strikeouts. He uh, was a former Tigers first-round pick, was the ninth overall pick in 2016, now plays for the Tigers. Matt Manning on the mound tonight for Detroit. Again, you'll hear that on ESPN Central Texas. Thank you, Aaron. Great baseball show today. We'll do it all again tomorrow at 4 o'clock sharp. Good night, everybody. It's time now for today's Modern Media Big 12 Buzz.